Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Yellow Block, a Peterborough United podcast. I'm Jared and with me as always is Matt. Good afternoon. And Jim. Hello. And we're joined tonight in the Herald studio by a very special guest. Welcome to the show, Jason Neal. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Do you know what? When our producer said we've got some, a very special guest on from Canada, I was really, really excited. And can you imagine my disappointment when it wasn't William Shatner? Yeah. <laughs> <Very funny. laughs> That's a nice welcome. Um, we also have Sion Dion. Yeah, that is true. And yeah. thank God it wasn't her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we wouldn't have opened the door, would we? Anyway. On this, the final episode during the regular season, we'll be looking ahead to tomorrow's crunch game v Burton Albion, the last few weeks leading up to the final game of the season. And we'll be chatting to Jason about his time so far at the posh and the future of the club. So since we last recorded, we've drawn two, lost one and won three. Capped off by a fantastic win at Pompey and what a game it was. Amazing. I listened to it on the radio or the wireless as I call it. You were there Jason, weren't you? I was there, yeah. I have to say it was a fantastic night and I really loved it. I've been to Portsmouth five times before and lost five times. So but for a fantastic change. For Southampton me. man as well, it must have been it extra was, sweet. Uh, it was extra special, but the Portsmouth directors were very gracious and, and respectful. Um, but of course we, it was a we game celebrated well. Mm. It was a really important game for Portsmouth as well as us, weren't it? So. Yeah. It must have been an amazing atmosphere there. It was fantastic. And I think there were only about 250, just over 250 Peterborough yeah. supporters. So it was great for them. It's ironic for a team that isn't well supported at home. We are very well supported away relative to our home support. I think we're the highest supported team relative to our home support. Great. I mean, it's great for the fans, isn't it, to, to be able to go to these what are slightly bigger clubs than ourselves and to enjoy these great... I mean... We're going to ask you some, we've got some questions to ask you, obviously. We've got some from ourselves, we've got some from the fans. I mean, my question, my first question is, what? how are we still in the playoff running? Because we've had not a great running recently, and yet we are still possibly slight favourites over Doncaster, who have had a horrendously bad sort of um, run into the, the playoff sort of final. So how, how are we still in there? Would be my first question. Uh, well, we have uh, uh, more points than many other teams. I guess would be the obvious answer. <laughs> <laughs> but how you know? I mean, we, we've uh, since Darren's come in, he's, he's done a really good job. It didn't start as perhaps as well as we would have liked, but uh, over the last few games, and as a record you you read out uh, when we started this podcast, is pretty impressive. Capped up by uh, capped off by Tuesday. Well, let's, yeah. let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about Tuesday. It was a roller coaster game. It was two 0 up after twenty seven minutes, mm. which almost felt like. I just knew when we get to 2-0, I thought, 
we're going to be there's going to be an onslaught because obviously how much Portsmouth needed the win as well. Mm. Mm. Um, and obviously Pompey drew level on the hour, so we had all that extra time then to to try and hold on to it. The thing I said on the sort of group chat that we were in, um, game over. Really, I thought that was it. And there was a crucial moment, wasn't there, when we were two two. They should have scored. They was they had three men up, didn't they, or something? And and they stupidly passed the ball offside. The goal was disallowed. And we went down the other end and scored. Yeah, what I would mm. say, though, is we should have scored before there. We hit the bar before, just before that uh, mm. breakaway. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually had a bet with Daryl that we would win and that Tony would score the winner. Okay, has he paid up? Well, the bet was dinner at the Marriott, okay. so yeah, <laughs> he has to get on the aeroplane to come and pay up, but I'm sure he will. <laughs> didn't uh, Darren Ferguson, didn't he say before that he was confident of a win? Yeah, I met Darren mm. at 7 o'clock and, and he, he looked me and I said, we're going to win, and I said, yes, we are. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Well, it's not funny, but... Against Walsall, I was convinced we would lose because we never, ever do well against Walsall. They're one of those teams that they're a bogey side for us and we never do well. And when we got, I didn't think we'd get tanked like we did 3-0. But when we lost that, I, everyone was thinking the same, weren't they? Oh, that's it. We'll never go to Portsmouth and win. I didn't think we would because they're, they're a decent side. I mean, they've been there or thereabouts. I think they're at the top of the league for quite a while, weren't they, mm. Portsmouth? I think one of the main reasons why played in midfield and... Obviously, he's naturally a defender, and I thought yeah. he was an absolute revelation. He was fantastic. He was first to every ball. Mm. He was mopping everything up at the back, and he was play- he played um, Madison for for uh, the goal, didn't he? True. And yeah. for for the Tomlin finish, and again, Lee Tomlin, he's not he's not been great as he since he's been back. Obviously, fitness has been an issue for him. But now, I'll tell you what, that game, he was back to his old self. I have Fantastic. to say, I'm, I'm not a Tomlin fan, but I thought the last home game he played for us for the whole game, or more or less the whole game, I think he was subbed. I thought that was his best game, I have to say. And I was slightly... I, I didn't understand why he was dropped then for the, the two games after. Because mm. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not a fan of his. But he was getting better. And 50% of what he does isn't, wasn't great. But 50% was quite good. And sometimes players like that, you can play because of that 50% that mm-hmm. is quite good. Mm. And I, I was, you know, I just something I wouldn't probably have dropped him. And I'm not a massive... Massive fan. I was lucky enough to go out watching Malatizia, and if he played 50% of the time well, that would have been amazing. Uh, uh, I think it was more like 10%. Yeah, of the time. well, that was the old cliche about Malatizia, <laughs> wasn't he? That he only played, he played badly for 99%, yeah. but that 1% he played was worth it, sort mm. of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair comment, to be honest with you. Obviously, I think we all thought, after the 3 0 hammering, that it was. I don't know, say we all thought there was a little, little bit of feeling there. You thought we probably can do it on the Tuesday, but. I didn't. No, I know you didn't, mm. but. We were all still planning to go on the Saturday and we thought it could be a good game. But did this prove the players' commitment, which has been questioned over recent months, that they are actually onside? And we, and we to turn it over in, in such a short space of time from that drubbing we got, to turn it back over to the, to the Tuesday and get that win, because re- that's when we really do need it. Mm. I don't know if I'd question their commitment. I, I, I think we've been fairly committed our players most of the season and, and possibly slightly more since Fergie came back. I'll tell you what hurts a little bit more now, no, that Fleetwood last-minute equaliser. You can, you can look at the whole season yeah, as yeah. a whole, can't you? When we went 15 games with three wins, and you just think, just, just a couple of wins. <laughs> mm. a couple of, that's all, out of 15. Just a couple of points. Yeah. And, and I said that ages ago, and I said, I said after about a third of the season, I said, we're already done enough, because at that point, I wasn't expecting us to then go on a run of three wins out of 15. So you, you always look back, though, don't you, of a season when you think, we, we, if only we'd have done this, if only we'd have done that. And at the end of the day, we didn't, you know, so you only go on the results you get. And, and, and we deserve to be where we are, which I have to say is the highest since Fergie was last here and got us in the playoffs, because we will finish seventh, whatever. 
Let's talk about Saturday then, the big one. How do we all see it going? How do you see it going, Jason? Uh, I think we'll win through one. I like that. No bets on there this week? No dinner somewhere? (laughs) I'm happy to take one. (laughs) (laughs) No, my opinion, I really do think we'll um, we'll turn Burton over and I do Mm. think, I can see, I think you mentioned before the podcast uh, started, Jason, that um, Coventry are bringing a big following to Doncaster. Um, They've got a lot of good young players, Coventry. I can see them certainly getting a point at, at the very least. And if we win and they do drop points, then then we're, then we're there. Obviously, it's not it's out of our hands. We can only we have to go and win. There's no two mm-hmm. ways about it. And I think sometimes that that clarifies your mind, doesn't it? A little bit. You know, you've got to go out and win. You can't play it edgy. You've just got to go out and win. My worry is that we will be nervous on on the on the day. I will. Then how the players are feeling because I'm nervous just thinking about it. Like, I'm nervous now. <laughs> yeah. So am I. So how do you see it going, Jim? We beat them at their place two 0 and they've got nothing to play for, really, have they? Apart. I don't buy that. I never buy that. I think teams Do you know what? Whenever got... anyone says they've got nothing to play for, you know that that team yeah. will win. And as well, look, going back to the Coventry game at our place, I mean, they looked very, very That's good what, against and us. And I watched them um, on Sky when they played Portsmouth. And they were, I know they lost, but they were really good. Really good mm-hmm. going forward. Quite solid at the back as well. When, yeah. I think they'll have enough to, to get some from yeah. Doncaster. But we've got to do our job, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're, we're playing at a half-decent side as well. I think you've got to remember mm-hmm. that. They're not a bottom-of-the-league... I mean, we couldn't beat the bottom-of-the-league teams, but they're not a bottom-of-the-league team. They've been, a, you know, sort of there or thereabouts this season. I think we might need to get a goal within the first 15 just to settle. Mm-hmm. Do you think it will change the team much after? Because obviously two's a hysteria of that. It's, I wouldn't. No, I'd try and go with the same. I, I think I'd stick with... You, you stick with a winning team, don't you? You know, you, mm-hmm. you need continuity. You need the same players doing the same thing. Yeah, but you say that, way. but like, I know... Um, Tafazoli, I thought he, he was absolutely immense Tuesday. Fantastic. And he was nursing his knee through the majority of the game. That's what you need. To, is he going to be... You can't risk it either. Is he going to be right for, for this game? And You've got to stop with what you know and what got the result last time. That's what I would do. Mm. Although I have to say, I've got nothing right this season. Every prediction, <laughs> literally every... I've given up predicting because I'm wrong in every single way this season. So the best outcome is that you predict a defeat yes. and a Doncaster win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this is going out to a lot of people. Say it. No, you must say it now. You can't, you I can't have to show it. my face. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I think I would like to say it's the first time in a number of years that we've taken the season to our last game. So yeah. I think that, that, that's, that's really important. I think it, it feels good quite point. good as a fan that we've, like you said, we've got some to play for in the last game of the season. We're not just turning it oh, last game of the season. It's your next... Yeah. Next well, it's all going Saturday such. anyway, but because of that Pompey result, it's just made everyone's excited for it now. Mm. It's funny because the atmosphere for quite a while has been sort of end of season at, at, at London Road, the London Road end, you know, where I stand. It, it's been very relaxed, very we're here as a so it, it's true, mm. we're here as a social occasion because for quite a while now the season's been over, and all of a sudden the season's massively full on and we're, we could even be slight favourites now hmm. it's weird it's a weird, I've never experienced that before because normally while you're still mathematically in it, 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 it the season's still going but although we've never been mathematically out of it, it we've had that end of season malaise really and it's it's weird but as you right say we, we, it's going to be a massive day on Saturday yeah it'll be a great game I'm really looking forward to it I think the rise in in our form recently, has been a massive part down to Marcus Madison. Um, Everything good comes from Madison. You no, no. wanted to sell him. <laughs> no, no, no. You no. wanted to sell him. No, no. What I said was, you would have sold him. <laughs> is, well, in the next question, is he proving doubt is wrong? I'll answer that. Yes, he is. I was. I've never been in doubt of his quality. I've never said that. It was his attitude and how he come across. Now, you just say it's not a big thing. I believe it is. But he seems to have changed that as well. 
Mm. He seems far more professional he's than he ever better has been. Than what he mm. was. So, so, I saw him run back fifty yards. Uh, in the he, that's what I mean. That, that's and what he's tackle. added to his game. Yeah. Where he never did that before. He's ne- never been a lazy. No, he wouldn't do what Jason just said. He didn't have that tracking back. He just. He, it's like he didn't didn't want to. He didn't need to. I think he's, he's a, added that. He always it. strikes me as sort of person that. Confidence is everything. And like all players, really, confidence is everything. When everything's going well, he'll be running up and down. When it's not going so well, because he is the best player, and he is by by country mile in that team, I think. When it's on his shoulders, so if it's not going well for him, I think sometimes he thinks he's got to try even harder, yet it doesn't come off because he's trying too hard, if you see what mm. I mean. I think that coincides with the, with. Uh, Darren Ferguson's return. I think his confidence levels mm. have risen since then. It's certainly, he's I think for the last two seasons he's been absolutely fantastic as a player. I have mm. to say that. Obviously, of that as well. Can we keep him next season if we're in League One? Uh, we certainly think so. If we do make the top six, who would you prefer to face in the semis? I know we jump in a bit here, but <laughs> I think it'll be Portsmouth again. And we've got a really good record against all of those uh, three teams. We've only lost mm. against one. We've drawn twice against Sunderland, beaten Portsmouth. Yeah. Beaten Charlton once and, and drawed them uh, once. So we've actually got probably got the best record if you t- take mm. those four teams as a little mini group. And as well, going into playoffs, anything's possible. It is a, a cup game, isn't it, when you get into the playoffs? Mm. It, it, you see, ironically, you finish sixth in the playoff positions. You're so happy to be in the playoffs that you're on a high. You finish third, like 30 points ahead of everyone else. You're on a bit of a downer, aren't it's, you? It's true, Portsmouth yeah. will be depressed now. I do think if we get to the top six, I can see us getting to the final certainly and mm. um, I think because like you say because we're in the, we've, after such a good result on Tuesday obviously we'll have to win Saturday if that was to happen good run of form I can, I can see it happening mm. yeah. I've already told my wife that uh, I'm flying home on Sunday and I've told her I'm flying back on Friday um, so um, let's hope that comes, uh, comes to pass didn't you fly out on a birthday as well? I sort of think I saw it. I did, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, that's risky business she, then. That's she risky. took that very well. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to her? Like, I'm going out for a packet of spuds or something. <laughs> no, but I, I have done that. I've, I've, <laughs> Back I said, I'm going to, uh, I live in a place called Kelowna and, and I said, I'm going to a meeting and I've flown uh, from Kelowna to Calgary, gone to the meeting and come back. And she said, where, where were you? A bit late tonight. I said, oh, yeah, I had to catch a plane. A plane? Well, where I, did you go? I get caught out when I go for a pint. <laughs> <laughs> and you've managed to get a plane and go elsewhere. Yeah. We've got some poll results on the um, on who would prefer to face in the playoffs. You got it, Kisby? Yeah, I have. Uh, if we make the top six, who would you rather face in the semis? 27 want Pompey, 36 want Sunderland, 37 want Charlton. Charlton are probably the weakest team, I would say. But they still looked half decent side, I thought, down mm. here. What did we do against Charlton? Was it draw? We beat them 1-0 at their place yeah. and drew 0-0. It was Evans' last game. So if we don't go up this season, next season we'll be challenging Ipswich and at least one of either Sunderland or Pompey, potentially both. Will next season be tougher than this year as a whole? I think with League One you always get one or two decent sides, don't you, in League One? Mm. One or two decent sides that have, like Sunderland, Portsmouth, those sort of teams that have sunk down a little bit, you know, been a, for whatever reason, usually because they've overspent a lot of the time. Even when we've had really good teams in the past, in the last 10 years, we've not won the league, have we? So it's never going to be easy. We've, our team currently is not as good as a team we had seven, eight years ago. It, it would be, it's not going to be easy, is the point I'm making. What, whoever's coming down. Mm. I think if Who's was, coming up? Because they usually we got, do quite We've got Lincoln well. coming up, so that'd yeah. be a tough, I think. I think mm. they'll do quite well in yeah. the league. They're very well backed, aren't they? It's a tough one, because if, like, if we do go up, there's a... A lot of work to be done in the summer um, for everyone involved. And 
I think maybe I've heard a lot of fans say, "Oh, if we don't go up, then we've got another season to prepare." You know, a League One team to, to get there. It's a tough one. You want to get promotion, I, don't you? I was saying that, but I, I know I do. I do see. Um, obviously, you, Jason, you, you'll want the promotion now, and as we all do, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> but I do understand yeah. that side of it where there's a. If you were talking about preparation, maybe there would be a, you know, a bit longer to 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 prep that for the championship because we know we've been up there before where you can go up and just drop back down again. Are there plans in place if we do go up? Yes. Because, good, that's so comforting we're, we're, to know. We're preparing and we, and we have been preparing for both scenarios. Because in all honesty, I think, I don't know what you two think, but I think we'd get tonked quite a lot in the championship. With, with the current team? With the current team, because the championship is one of the best leagues in the world, I think. It's, it's certainly a huge, It's a huge strong step league, up, huge and anybody who says it's not is living in cloud cookie land. You'd, you obviously got that gulf between... Teams just been relegated from the Premier League with all their payments, and then, like I say, like teams like us that just been promoted from League One, m- money wise, you can't compete. Touching on that, then to Jason, what are your expectations in either scenario, League One or, or Championship for next season? I think uh, certainly, if, if we're unfortunate enough to be in League One, our expectation is to get promoted. Um, another expectation is to grow the business side of of uh, BW United, so, so that it becomes more of a sustainable club. And to have one player graduate into the first team from our youth academy. Sounds good. Well, no, no matter how things pan out for the end of the season, it's been a roller coaster season from start to finish. It's been a funny season. It really <laughs> has been a funny season. It almost feels like two separate seasons, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Although it's the same players, it does feel like a complete flip. Do you know what? It seems like three seasons to me. We had mm-hmm. seven wins out of seven at the start. Was it seven out of seven? Six, I think. Yeah, whatever. It, it, there was that. And we mm. were top of the league. And we were great, wonderful. I was the voice of reason. So, <laughs> or being miserable whichever way you want to look at the it the latter uh, and I said we always do this every every year for the last 45 years that I've been watching us we, you know, we'll, we'll start well and then we'll fade for whatever reason I don't know um, and then we went through a bit of a fallow patch it's fair to say and we had all sorts of issues going on and off the pitch um, and then we've had season part three with new manager initially perhaps not a, a massive impact um i think the results were still not brilliant no but it did change the feeling around the club and even with the fans that it, there was a, a better atmosphere among some of them and also descending off in like what three and four games didn't help yeah it was crazy either yeah we didn't so. have, we didn't have 11 plays on the pitch for quite a long period of time mm. did we which i mean must be frustrating as a, as an owner as a fan it is so as mm. an owner you must think I think as a as an owner, you're a fan as well. You have to be. Um, you wouldn't be an owner otherwise. You'd be crazy. Mm. Um, and it certainly was very, very frustrating. Yeah. But, and if you look at the last few games, if you take away the Warsaw game, we've been really good for a number mm. of games now. I tell you, I tell you why we're better. We we control the games better, and it, that takes the pressure off the. In my view, anyway, it takes the pressure off the defence. If you're not always defending against a team, if you're controlling the ball and you're imposing your will on the game. It allows you to 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 not worry so much about the opposition scoring, and I think that that was the difference. We're 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 playing the ball around better because Ferguson plays in 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 a certain way. He's not necessarily always the best way to play because there are a million ways to play football, but he plays it in a certain way. He believes in in, in controlling the game perhaps a little bit more than certain other managers we've had in the past, which you know boot the ball up, run after it type thing. Which Wimbledon did well on that. Let's not forget twenty years ago, whenever it was. That was a long time ago. You know, you know, <laughs> football has changed. In fairness, mm. 
but you can play in various different ways. You know, you made made a good point there. We say about game. Oh, thank ma- you very much, Joe. You it's very <laughs> it's very rare game management. Um, the way we managed that Portsmouth game was the best I've seen since the playoffs when we beat MK the home leg. I think it was it was brilliant how we managed it. We knew what we had to do, and they executed it perfectly. And then I also had a worry. Um, Lee Tomlin, I had a worry because he was he was carded, weren't he? Mm. And I was expecting uh, Fergie to to remove him to take him off, but he didn't, did he? And rightly so, he didn't because then he come on and he played he played an absolute blinder. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think game management that is what I've noticed. What's changed? We're yeah. managing situations a lot better than we was before. It's not a dig. It's well, it is. It's, it's, it's fact. We are managing it a lot better than what than we was before. Yeah, and I think you've got to, haven't you? You've got in any sport, you've got to have that professionalism, and it annoys me like you wouldn't believe when people when players lose their temper in a game i can understand we all lose our temper we're all human you know we'll lose our temper i lose it with you two all the time because you're so <laughs> unprofessional it's so nice to have you here jason today um but you control your emotions when you're on the pitch you know you let you if you want to get back at the opposition you you play your football score a goal against them don't lose your temper with them because it doesn't achieve anything, and it annoys the referees, and you're not likely to get you know decisions your way. And I think some of the players are, are guilty of that sort of thing. And and I always like to people to you know try and rein in their emotions a little bit when they're playing because you don't you don't benefit by losing them. I always think so. But, but some players are like that, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Mm. How have you enjoyed your first full season, Jason? Um, Alex Bat asks as well. Um, has there been any surprises in your first full full season at the Bosch? I think the start was a surprise. We, we, we certainly weren't expecting that. It was a, a pleasant surprise. Um, and it's, it's been a roller coaster. I think um, what surprised me is when I became an own, owner, you, I immediately fell out of love uh, with Southampton. It was like, okay, that was another part of my life that is no longer, I was, I was interested to ask no you longer that, yeah. applicable. And I remember one, um, I think it was Sunday or Monday, thinking, oh, Southampton played two days ago. I wonder what the score was. Mm. And before I became a, a, an owner of Peterborough, I, I would have watched the game in some shape or form. Yeah. So, was it like so an instant that, switch of like passion then? I don't know if it was instant, but it was very, very, uh, very quickly. Um, it's, uh, I don't know if it's a surprise, but it's certainly been a delight to work with many of the people at the club. We've seen them, uh, we've seen them step up, and I know we're going to talk about the schools initiative um, in, in a minute, but uh, that's just been fantastic, the way that's, that's been implemented. And it's been delightful to work with, uh, with Dara and, and Randy. We're all very different uh, characters, and I mm. think you need different mm. characters and different skill sets to have a... Very successful so. team. And D- Dara Very described um, the trio as like you're the like ice age of the trio, if you like. He said, "Who cools down two hotheads?" How do you find it working within Dara and Randy? Interesting at times, um, but uh, I mean, I, I think that would be a fair reflection of, of reality. I'm, I'm used <laughs> to Randy. I've, I've worked with him for it's quite fiery as well for a it? number of years. So um, I'm, I'm used to. Uh, managing him if you like um but it is like having two hothead players on the team and i have to be the <laughs> captain and say you know just just uh relax you're like the bit Pete, let, you're, you're like the peter taylor to his yeah, um, fluffy yeah. type thing. yeah um so i mean i i really enjoy working with them both hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Tell us a bit about your background. How did you get involved with the posh in the first place? Um, so my background is, is I'm English. I grew up uh, near Southampton, a place called Winchester. I uh, supported that team for, for a number of years, I think from the age of 12. Um, was an away supporter with them, still on the terraces. Um, I'm an engineer. I'm lucky enough to have a PhD in electronics. Um, actually, I, I made uh, always joke to my children that uh, I made rocket ships, which is, is true. I worked um, mm. in Canada for, for for an organisation that worked for the Canadian Space Agency and European Space Agency. Yeah, I did see that electronic systems engineering. I've got written in front. That's of me. very good. You're very well. This is a very professional broadcast. Yeah, well, well, it's the first uh, time prepared. for everything. <laughs> That's why <laughs> we've got him. <laughs> well, got him. We, 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 we did get our people to look into your background before we let you in the studio. You know, that's fantastic. So I was an engineer. At, at some point, I became an entrepreneur. Um, I've run and owned a number of uh, for businesses. Um, in wide-ranging um, things, everything from transportation to internet to uh, investment funds. Um, we, um, Randy and I, had a crazy idea one, one day. He said, why don't we find a football club that is for sale and, mm. and, uh, and buy it? Um, and we looked at several, and we settled on, on Peterborough because of Darrow. And the reason for that was that we wanted someone uh, to work with who had a lot of knowledge of the game and the infrastructure and how to run a run a football club because you're a turnaround specialist, aren't you? That's correct. Yes, but I mean, this did is, you see potential? I didn't see this as a as a, as a turnaround. Um, I mean, I've done a number of turnarounds. Most of those have been tech turnarounds. Um, mm. Some, not always, but most of them. Um, and it was it was just a really interesting opportunity. I mean, I love football, so uh, what better business to be involved in? And we all, we're all fans, but it is a business. I mean, you're, you earlier on you were saying you're, you're going to be there at 3 o'clock. Well, my day starts at 11 tomorrow yeah. with some events, and then I've got a meeting on finance with, with our CFO. You do CFO have to view well. it as a business, don't you? Mm. Because as a fan, I don't view it as a business. As a fan, I want the best players, the best stadium, the best meat pies. <laughs> you know, I, I, want, I want everything. And how are our meat pies? Are uh, they good? I haven't, they're lovely. They're lovely. We don't yeah. do product placement in, in do this show, placement. but, you know. What, what, what I miss co- is that she moans every time there's no veggie options. <laughs> in the well, from tomorrow, there is, a, uh, there is an option. Well, okay. Right, so, you know, she's not into football, but she said, <laughs> can you, she said, can you ask him if he can sort a veg option? There, there you are. Yes, yes, there you go. I mean, we've even put in um, uh, extra facilities uh, in, in London Road. You've probably seen mm. them. Um, mm. Just to, to, to allow people to to purchase product quicker. I mean, one, one of the things, pe- I mean, I come from a, I'm slightly older than the other two, as they point slightly. out <laughs> constantly. And I come from a, a, an era where, you didn't care what the experience was like. Mm-hmm. You went to support your team, and it didn't matter if the toilets were a bit iffy. You, you, you didn't go for that. We live in an era now where it's the experience that counts, isn't it? And families and all the rest of it will only go if it's a lovely experience. And I think one of the things I have seen change for the better at the posh is you, you have things like the fan zone, don't you? Things, things going on, and you're making that attempt to make the experience. I mean, you're not... You can't throw money at a, at a project, at any project, because you've got to balance the books at the end of the day. 
Um, but you have at least made an effort, I think, to try. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care about those sort of things. I go for other reasons. And, but and for a lot of other people, they, that, that it is important. And that's great. And remember, we're, we're custodians for the club. We want mm. the club to be here when we're, we're not here. So we have a, a duty to make sure it's a sustainable business. Mm. We don't want to be in a, in a financial distress situation like other clubs have, uh, have been in. So I it think is, that's, that's very important. It is a business, but it is a community as well. That's what, it's a funny thing, football, isn't it? Because it is heart of the community. When Peterborough win, the whole city, I know the whole city doesn't watch it, but there is a difference, I think, in the city. I don't know if you two... Oh, I agree. I think going back to the change, I think even small changes like um, being able to use card payments and things like that, it's made a, it's made a big difference to people mm. and... And so say the bar in the London Road End, I know that's gone down well as well with, with people. So let's talk about the future of the club. Talk of either a move or a redevelopment. What are the pros and cons of either scenario for you? Well, I think firstly, in an ideal world, we'd prefer to stay where we are at London Road. It's, it's, and, and the reason for that is it's an historic site. Um, and in theory, it's an easier um, redevelopment than building a new ground. Mm. Um, notwithstanding that, we have to be pragmatic. Um, it'll come down to a commercial decision. Is it cheaper to build a new ground and new facility and all, all the extra um, components we would like in that facility? Or is it cheaper and, and possible to, to renovate the, the one we're in now? I've got a mate. This is a very true story, right? You'll think it's not, but it, 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 <laughs> it is true. I've got a mate, and I was talking about him. I was out with him last night, and I was talking about the ground, and I said, you're on. I said, have you got any questions for Jason? And he thought, he said, oh, I really hope that they stay in, in, in the ground they're at the moment. I said, oh, yeah, because obviously the tradition and all the rest of it. He said, no, 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 no. He says, I've got a car parking space that I sell on match days. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to get much more money in the championship than League One. He said, he said you know, get, make sure he's a real good push with it. Well, remember, it takes a number of years to, uh, to if we were to decide to, to move, and that was the outcome, it would take a number of years to find a location and build a ground. So yeah. your friend will be okay for a few years of, yeah. of revenue. Honestly, this is absolutely true. You said that to me last night. I, th- I think as fans, we'd all prefer to stay, wouldn't we? Yeah. Mm. I think if you mention the yellow block or Herod Radio, he will get 10% off your car parking at his car parking there space. There you are, um, He didn't agree to that, but he's leg- <laughs> legally binding contract now. Said we actually had a discussion that in the event that we uh, do move, we would put in yellow seats in a certain section, so you'll be happy with that. Okay. We can no keep our way. name. We can keep our name. <laughs> yeah. We have to change it. <laughs> For what reasoning? Uh, history. I asked why the yellow seats were there, and, and they said, well, we ran out of seats. And I said, well, that's an interesting story. Let's do it again. But, you know, let, let's yeah. deliberately um, set up a little section of, we've, of yellow we've seats. Offici- brilliant. We've officially made our mark on Peterborough history you have. now. <laughs> Congratulations. I think that says so much about the club. Carlo has asked, if we go up, will the London Road End be closed or fitted with temporary seating? So we've asked for a dispensation in the event that uh, we are promoted, which obviously we'll hope we are. And we don't have an answer yet. I think the um, EFL is waiting until uh, until an outcome is uh, is reaching. Currently, so we hope so, but obviously we we don't control that outcome. Oh, is the yellow block question? Kev Cook has asked: Are there any plans to give the yellow block back to home supporters so that section of the ground? Um, I think we're looking at all all, um, all possibilities at the moment. It's really about maximising the number of fans that we can uh, we can host. Yeah, because I think if we was to get to the championship, the, the motor point stand would probably go to the away fans, wouldn't it, naturally? I think that would be a likely outcome. Um, I've, got, I've got a few questions here. I'm going to go through them. Um, Matthew Lillis is from, um, if the average attendance could be increased, could we reach the Premier League? Now, he was talking about Bournemouth on 11,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I view that as the exception that proves the rule. But what, what are your views on that? Do you think it's doable? 
Well, on, a, th- on a relatively small numbers. I think certainly we're working really hard to increase the number, the uh, average attendance. Um, currently, we're tracking at about 200 more season tickets uh, for the upcoming season mm. than the previous season, and there's still plenty of selling uh, time in our, in our in our window. So we hope we're going to get to 250, maybe 300 yeah. extra seat, extra season ticket holders. And if you imagine, if you can add those every year. Mm. Ten years' time, you've got 3,000 extra um, I mean, season to go. Just as a follow-up question, this is Ian, this is Matthew's dad, actually. Um, how do we get those people who walk around the city in Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, Barcelona shirts and some into the posh? How do we get the people who don't support? I mean, it's a big city. It's the 27th largest city in, in, in mm-hmm. the country. It is a big place now, and it's expanding massively. How do we get the people through the turnstiles? Because you have to remember, a lot of the people... At London Road, the ABAX, are not from Peterborough. They're from Yaxley, St. Neots, Wisbeach. They're sure. not from Peterborough. I mean, How the, do we get them in? There is um, more than 850,000 people in Cambridgeshire. Um, so there's a significant um, base here. And we don't really have any competitors. I'm sure Cambridge United would disagree with that. Um, but, um, you're correct, I wouldn't. You're correct. You wouldn't. So we're okay <laughs> to say that on this, uh, on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there, there's a big population base here. Uh, and I think it starts in the community. So we have a big um, campaign in terms of uh, the, the rabbit and, and PW United going to schools uh, pretty much every day. Uh, we're putting on uh, coaching sessions in those schools. So I think it starts with the kids. If you can get the kids wearing uh, PW United stuff and going to games, and they drag the dad and the mum just because the dad and the mum have no choice. But to, that's, yeah. that's what we spoke about last time. It's so true. If, you, if you're a kid yeah. and... I think the rabbit and everything helps in that, don't it? They come in and you go to one game. As you're a kid, you will want to go again and you'd be bugging your mum and dad, let's go again, let's yeah. go again. I think that's where the school initiative comes in and I, that is where you've got to start with. That, that is, is a massive office. change to when I was at school many, many years ago. Nobody supported the posh at my place. One or two did because they were ball boys at the posh, but nobody, nobody supported the posh. It's frustrating, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. The same when I was at school, in like a catchment area, and there just wasn't many. There is more now. And I, as a school initiative, is it working as well as you'd as you'd hoped? I think it's been great. I think it's been uh, a fantastic achievement by Phil and the Rabbit and and the um, our academy and the foundation. It's it's, it's great. When we um, first set a target of uh, seventy five uh, schools to visit in the season, it, there was a bit of shock and awe in so much as people thought that's almost impossible. Uh, but they've done it. I think they're up to 83 as of, as of yesterday, so they've actually surpassed that target. And I'm happy to announce that we've set a target of 150 uh, for next year, so we're going to be in 150 schools. I mean, that's uh, a, that is a lot. Of school. Is it just primary schools or secondary schools? Mostly or? primary schools. Yeah. Um, there are some secondary, but it's mostly primary schools. Mm. I think for, with that age group of children, they're just excited to go for a day out, aren't they, somewhere? you know? And, and if you can hook them... At that age, they probably will support you for the rest of their lives. I mean, I went to my first game. I think I was about five or something like that. You know, literally. You know, my father. (laughs) Shut up. My my father, in his wisdom, he was an Arsenal supporter, even though he was from this part of the country. He said, "I'll take him to the local club." You know, and that's who I support. But you feel more a part of it, don't you? If you go Mm. to, if you say you're from here and you go to Arsenal, you go to the Emirates. There's no real. All my family were Man United fans, and it's the same for me. I went to Old Trafford as a kid, and. it was good, and I yeah. got hooked, but it didn't feel like it did when I went to London Road. It, no. You just feel more a part of it. Yeah. I think it's because it's probably small, and it's it's more like it's like community based. Yeah. And you feel 
valued, if you like. Sure, I mean, we, we, we conduct surveys and, and uh, after they leave and uh, win, lose or draw, the kids are just happy to hang out with a rabbit. I mean, that's, that's yeah. part of the uh, I think of the he, he really does do a fantastic <laughs> job, don't yeah. he? And if you watch him, um, I've been London Road for some boring games. I've actually watched a rabbit a fair bit and he does not stop. Constantly he's entertaining, isn't he? Not mm. me, because I'm an adult, but the kids. No, he really no. does do a good job. I'm mm. there to watch a football, not there to watch a man <laughs> in a race. Listen, the, um, game, the game was no good at all. Uh, probably the biggest, uh, biggest achievement is we have 397 new season ticket holders uh, for next season. And that's a combination of people that come from the schools initiative and the free under 12 um, initiative and the, the first team, first timer initiative. Mm. So the, we, the under 12 um, idea, that's opened the gate for them, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because then... You get the adult buying it, and then there's an under 12, which is, I think it's completely free, is it? That's completely free, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Great free idea. season ticket, and provided you're with a, um, a paying adult or paying 18 to mm. 18 plus. I mean, talking about surveys, this is from Ray Cole. He, he raised the point that perhaps doing surveys just on something like Twitter doesn't reach everyone in, in the city. You know, it, it reaches people who are on Twitter. That's true. But then this was a specific targeted survey at the people that had attended the game. But I mean, your, your second point is, is, is correct. You know, mm. it, it's not necessarily a complete representation of, of everyone, but it, mm. it's a way of gathering mm. information. Yeah. This is another question. I'm slightly going to topic it. Do, <laughs> do, do, do you actually. It seems be... to be a theme. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a topic after that. Um, do, do you think that you should, as a club, and I'm talking about everyone who's involved with the club now, not just the owners. Should you engage with the community through the means of social media? And I'll, tell, I'll answer my own question here. I don't think you should. Do you think you should? Through, the, through social media? Well, certainly um, some of us engage more often than, than others. Mm. Um, I'm not necessarily a great fan of personally engaging. Um, but we have a you know, wide range of, um, yeah. of uh, methods of engaging. See, I'm all in favour of, of, of the owners or a manager or whatever coming to places like this and doing a face-to-face. I think that's a more natural way to communicate, isn't it? I also, I also think that when I've seen videos of that sort of thing happening, that the owners or the manager or whatever, it looks like they're going to the dentist. <laughs> right? And I always think, well, you may hear things you do not like, right? but we are on your side. We, we we want the best for our club, and we may moan and criticise, but fans do. Sure. And, fans and, are going to do um, that. But I think we, we all completely understand. I hope I don't look like I'm coming to the dentist, by the way. So <laughs> you look as though you're having a ball today. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> um, so I, I think any engagement is good, whether it's on, on social media or in this situation. We're one of the few clubs uh, that, on a monthly basis, meet our fan, fan groups. Um, mm. So uh, that's actually an initiative being introduced by the EFL that you're you're now mandated periodically to meet your uh, fan groups, and it's modelled in part off of the activities we do with our our fan our, our fan groups and and the um, and the trust. Let's mm. move on to the the youth academy. That's your baby, if you like. Um, target of three graduates per season from the youth set up to the first team. How important is a successful youth academy at our level? Well, I think at any level it's important. Mm. Um, whatever your club, it, 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 it's, it's very important. Mm. I think I read a statistic that in the, in the playoff final last year, Coventry had six people coming out of six players that played some part or were in the squad mm. out of their youth academy, which is an, an amazing achievement. And, you know, it's no surprise I believe they're a Cat 2, a Cat 2 academy, uh, which is a goal that we have. I think it's, it, it's absolutely vital. Uh, it, it's, the fans generally love it when, uh, when players have come out of the, the academy. They, they tend to be more forgiving 
to those players, um, which is great. Those players tend to have more of an affinity to, to, mm-hmm. to the club. Uh, as a fan, we all can imagine what it must feel like to play for your, your club in the town that you've grown up with. So I think yep. that's important. Mm-hmm. I think commercially, it's, it's vital. There's not many things you can do um, in a football club. It's probably only only free. You can grow the fan base, which we're trying to do from the uh, from the schools initiative. You can find secondary uh, business activities which, which don't impact the fans, which we're trying to do. We've had a big push this year to rent um, commercial space in our in our facilities that was previously unused. So there's a whole bunch of little companies mm-hmm. now that call Peterborough United their their, mm-hmm. their home. We've doubled the number of of uh, concerts. We've we've signed a really big. Um, sponsorship deal with with Western, uh, just goes great. And um, the youth academy is probably the third one. Mm-hmm. So you, if you if you're generating players, uh, a you don't have to purchase players, and b you have the possibility of of, of selling those players, like mm-hmm. we did with Leo, for example. Mm-hmm. I think because my background, I do work in sport, and I do know quite a lot of people that have worked at Cambridge United youth setup. And they have players from like 11, 10, 12 going on to Premier League academies for a decent amount of money. Obviously, with us in that situation, like, like you said to Leo, we brought him through, sold him on. Would we sell him on that early or would we try and keep him in to go to the first team? Well, I think you don't want to stand in people's way. So, um, I mean, it was it was the right move for Leo. We wouldn't want to be the the, the blockage to stand in his way, like we, like we were like we were not with with Jack, right? When we sold him, we didn't want to be the impediment to someone's career. And I think that's the right thing to do. And I think it helps us recruit and attract. Um, Is it a good long term strategy to do it that way, though? To get a player in, say we will develop you and then sell you on. That's great for them. But as a club, is it self-defeating as a long-term strategy? Well, if we go, and let's assume we do, further up the pyramid, mm. uh, those players become less uh, less likely and less mm. interested in, in moving. So, so I think you have to do it uh, incrementally, it? right? Yeah. How does it work? Say if you've got like a 14-year-old uh, within the user, really promising, um, is he, are they under contract? Can, can you stop bigger clubs from coming in and taking them? Do they purchase them? How does it work? So they are under contract and uh, another club can't just come in and, and take that player. And we try to prevent um, under 16 certainly from, from leaving the club. In the event that another club wanted a 14-year-old, we would negotiate uh, um, a, uh, a fee for that, for mm. that player. Um, which would probably not be not be that much to begin with, but we'd have lots of add-ons on, on top of that that would commercially impact the, the club in the future. Say the player was recruited by a Premier League club and and eventually made a, a start and et cetera and did well in that club. Mm. But then it's going back to what you said, Matt, it's a bit of a catch-22 because obviously then saying we like if if we do get to the point of certain 14, 15, 16-year-olds, it sort of then looks good in terms of, oh, they can produce the player at that age and it's sort of wanting people to come to us hopefully to get better and maybe move on and obviously then it is bringing the money into the mm. youth academy and set up, putting it straight back in but obviously then you are losing the player hopefully for the first team yeah remember our goal is to have three graduates a year mm. right? and a graduate to us is that they play 20 games a season um, in the first team so they don't just turn up for the checker trade trophy or, or something else yeah uh, um, or so. as you call it the what do you call it happy shopper cup of <laughs> <laughs> What are your views on that, Jason? Just going off topic again. What What are your views on the Checker Trade Trophy? Uh, I was really excited uh, for the quarterfinal and, and really hoped we had won and, and gone gone on and then passed the semi final stage mm. and, and been at Wembley. 
So. I think in fairness, you were probably the only one then. <laughs> no. Well, I, remember, I, just, I grew up in Southampton. So, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have wanted to go to Wembley. I mean, that's what I mean. We wasn't interested in the earlier rounds, none of us. But when you get closer and closer, you start thinking about the Wembley day mm. out, and you think, Do you know what, it would be good. We I remember flying. I was flying from London back back home on the Sunday of the cup final, and we were staying in a London hotel, and it was full of um, Sunderland and Portsmouth supporters in the morning so you know there was a lot of them there and obviously they've got a bigger bigger following than we do but still i think it's really fantastic for i think fans. to put it in perspective for sunderland's last two home games they sold sixty-three thousand <laughs> tickets it's madness at, at division three level league one and then people complain we're only seventh in yeah. league one you know mm. it i think because i've seen it over such a long period of time i understand that you know for a lot i mean we talked about this other than the last podcast or the podcast before that traditionally we are exactly where we should be now yeah. aren't we you know and maybe from my perspective traditionally we we're still a mid-table league two side so there has been progress it's slow and it's difficult but there has been progress since mm. when i was a kid sort of watching this um it, it it's doable but it it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort you can't do it overnight can you you can't make us into a premiership or a championship team overnight no, I think it's a, it's a big effort, and you have to be respectful that the other 23 teams in the league want exactly the same as you. We're not competing in a vacuum. We're, we're competing course, against yeah. 23 other well, or maybe not so well, or very maybe very well-run clubs. Back to the Youth Academy. Um, Talk Sports' Adrian Durham wrote in and asked question. <laughs> <laughs> in the 1970s, back to you, because we were... <laughs> I was barely born. <laughs> so I don't know how you can answer this. Posh had a big drive... Um, to sign up local talent. Lots of good Peterborough-born players played for the club and had good careers. But we've not had a Peterborough-born first team regular through the door for years. I was going to ask you, when was the last mm. one, one we well, had? Well, this is what you said. Just because they're born in Peterborough can't mean they're all bad players, can it? I coach in the Peterborough League. The, the standard of coaching and players isn't good enough to warrant the player going on, if that makes sense. Is that something that the posh could help with the standard of coaching. I mean, we haven't talked about coaching, have we? If coaches mm. are rubbish, the kids growing up and being coached are going to be not be great. Including the, I think that's mm. your budget increase. I think that's one of the... Sure, and, and um, my hobby, because uh, I don't get enough of football, my hobby in Canada is to coach, uh, I guess you coach a U12 team at the mm. moment. And uh, I watch the other coaches encourage the kids just to whack the ball up at the end. And, and they see it very funny when we're making mm. multiple passes and... Mm. And uh, so, I mean, I, I think coaching is is really important. That's Very that's important. one of the key mm. coaching and and recruitment. They go hand in hand. We've increased the budget um, for our youth academy by threefold. We've got a long term goal to become a category two academy, mm. which will mean we'll be in a higher higher level playing against better teams at the youth level. Uh, we're going to put in a uh, indoor dome facility, so that uh, that's part of the category two, maybe a football as well for mm. the for the community. Mm. So, but I think coaching is is really important. We're going to try to engage much more than we do uh, currently, and create partnerships with um, with with community clubs, not just in Peterborough, but in the, in the whole region of, of Cambridgeshire, mm. so that those coaches can, can come and observe our training sessions, and our coaches can come and help them, and it becomes really sort of a fabric of of, of partnership. Going out, I see you on like building indoor dome, and that would that mean a separate training ground? For the youth academy to the first team, like some Premier League Championship clubs do. No, I think that the, the fabric of, of the club has to be that everyone is together. I no, think that's great. Uh, like the great best thing, that. yeah. Because yeah. obviously, then you have got the youth team players walking around with the first team players arriving for training. Hmm. I think the, being in and around that yeah. environment will only be a, a, 
a plus for them, won't it? And I think you know the part of the dome is that the the first team have to be able to use it in in poor weather. So it's not yeah. a not a facility set aside for mm. U12s or something like that. It has to be shared right across uh, right across the age groups and the genders. Mm. We've got a few of the comments. Um, Posh Tor say since you've arrived, you've improved the match day experience with the fan zone, beer tokens, and obviously the card system. Do you have any more similar improvements lined up? You didn't mention the toilets, and so in, internally, I'm 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 known for that, which is, I guess, something. <laughs> what you, to clean be them? Pro- <laughs> no, but introducing extra toilets in London Road. Uh, obviously, we're I mean we're limited to some extent by the fabric of of the building we're in, so mm-hmm. that there's not a lot that we can do um, to to suddenly turn us into White Hart Lane or something like that. It's just not possible. No. But we are working wherever we can to 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 improve the um, experiences. I, I left today a meeting about uh, uh, drinks, as we talked about earlier, that, that is going to be going to be improved. Um, and we're we're looking at the club as a whole in terms of what can we do. And if anybody has suggestions, uh, I think we're they're always gratefully received in terms of what can you do to improve the match day experience. We're yeah. looking today about taking the, the the fan zone inside in some way, or perhaps having two fan zones in. In it, under concourses so that people mm. can have that experience um, mm. if it's raining. Andrew Surtees, he's asked them, um, this is different entirely, the veterans community is massive and within Canada and the USA it's widely encouraged. As a war pensioner myself, I'm a grateful recipient of a season ticket for my wife, who is the difference between me attending or not. Do you have any plans going forward for veterans? Well, I think we always want to support veterans as, as, as much as we can and it's something we would look at. Kenny McGregor. As posh ladies are doing so well, do you want any any plans to invest in the ladies team? And what are the chances of having some ladies games at London Road next season? So um, my daughter plays high level football in Canada. Um, so every Sunday she gets on a bus and because we live in the middle of nowhere, she has a five hour journey to play a game of football. And a five hour Everyone journey. lives in the middle of nowhere in Canada. Though, don't That's they? probably true. Unless you're in Vancouver or Calgary, everyone is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's fair, fair. So to answer the question, uh, tomorrow we host the, the ladies team. Uh, at the game, which is fantastic, I'm actually hosted, hosting them in the uh, in the in the directors' lounge. So re- really good. We're going to give them a dinner. Uh, I believe they're going to um, parade the cup. Mm. Uh, mm. I think at halftime, which we hope everyone applauds mm. that, that achievement. Uh, I'm personally a big supporter of of um, that team and and the female program in in general. So we've actually already started to invest in them. So one of the things that they need to go up to the next level is improved um, viewing areas mm-hmm. for the games. So we've actually already signed off uh, a little stand that's going to go on next to the 3G pitch that we currently have so mm-hmm. that, that they can qualify in the event that, uh, well, in, in the event when it happens, and I'm sure it will happen, that we're promoted to our upper level. Because mm. it's, it's growing over in this country as well. I mean, mm, in America and Canada, so, it? it's big. It always has been, I think. But over here, it is it's certainly growing. I think in the last 10 years, it's growing massively, the women's yeah. game. Posh can be a part of that. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. I think any success breeds success. Esprit de corps, I think, isn't <laughs> it the technical term? And we got some correspondence here. Um, Posh Hammer, whoever the main guy is, has the most Peterborian accent I've ever heard. Overall, loving the new podcast. Do Peter even have an accent? Yeah, very much a London accent, funnily enough. Who's Peter the main Boring. guy? Well, got, you, apparently. I don't know. Not even from here, are you? Oh, I won't, but I've catch an area, but no. I hope that's a good thing. Is that I'm a just good reading thing? them out. Is it a negative? I think we're going to get kicked off, though. Jason's done very well. He has done very well. So yeah. I think this is a one-only occasion. So, you know. <laughs> okay. But I tell you what, if uh, if we're promoted, I'll happily come back or send Randy. Okay. Or Dara. Okay. 
That'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll look. We'll, Maybe you're the ice age. We'll need you just to call them down. <laughs> <laughs> they won't react to them kids out there. Though, will they? <laughs> no, Randy will want to go play football with those. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. Fair enough. Um, Chompy Tomlin or Madison to be captain next season? Yikes! Always a good listen though. Um, I would like to see Tomlin as captain. We got. We got to get him first. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Tomlin as captain though. That's that's if we get that's a very Premier big ask to get him. Premier League Premier League wages. Is there talk at all? Well firstly, if he was to stay, that's obviously Darren's uh, decision. I think a lot of fans like him. Mm. Um David Mann, with recent youth ambition, players given contracts need to be good enough. And if we are to loan them out, then it needs to be at conference level minimum at uh, minimum, otherwise they will be unlikely to cut it in League One. I think that's also referring to the likes of Matty Stevens, Lewis Freeston, mm. etc. But like Lewis Freeston, he has played a handful of first team games and he has looked pretty okay considering he's like 17, 18. I don't always get that though. Fans, a lot of fans this season have been calling for Matty Stevens to start constantly. Now, I don't really because he's not done, he's a promising player and I'm sure mm. they're going to mm. manage him well and get him in the team, but there's no rush with it, I don't think. No. no. How old is he? 21, yeah, 20, I think. Yeah. But then I think it was at, at the time where we was a bit out of form. Tony and Godden weren't quite scoring as much. And I think just maybe just change it up a bit. But then again, Fergie is the manager hmm. at the end of the day. Dan Brazil, there's likely to be interest from other clubs for Tony. Do you think we have seen all he has to offer or should we sell him and look for another main striker? I think that was again <laughs> when he was out of form. I mean, his both goals Tuesday night looked like a man in form. He's gone through a bad patch. I think it's fair to say. Well, I think everyone goes through challenging patches in, in their true. business or life or, is very or, true. or anything. So. Mine's lasted for about 45 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I would certainly keep Tony. Um, yeah. Under Dan Ferguson in the previous teams, we've never had that tall striker. It's always been the short. I think we need pace up front, but I think it's important we do have that option as well. It's and, interesting. And perfect. He and, scored a header, didn't he? Mm. And he he's a tall bloke. It was and a fantastic header, right? Yeah. I mean, he rose like a rocket ship. It was a good goal, actually. And in fairness, my thoughts... When he first came, I didn't particularly like him. Then he won me around because he's got some good goals, I thought. Mm. Not a 30-goal-a-season striker, in my view. I think he could be. Well, I remember he's mm. in the 20s now, right? And and he went for a long period of not scoring. So, yeah. You know, had that not and happened, well, he probably would be in the 30s. As um, someone, when I was speaking to someone yesterday... He didn't play for about six weeks for us because mm. we brought him in late and then he wasn't starting until October time. Mm-hmm. But scores good goals, I mm. think. I think he brings a lot of the team into play as well, especially attacking-wise, and yeah. he does his job in defence as well. I think he's our best striker, I have to say. Mm. He, went, he did go through a bad patch, but I, I quite like him as a striker. I no think one... he, I need some another decent striker with him, though. Any more, Matt? Um, yep. James Parkinson, uh, what content strategic analysis do you want to see introduced next season, whether from inside the club or elsewhere, if any? Thanks, James, but we don't understand your question. So That's not resend it. <laughs> resend it for next season. So before we let you go, Jason, as a thank you for being our first ever studio guest, probably our last as well, you never know. I think that actually I can correct. I think Sam Edwards was the first one. He was a yeah, guest. So I'm how, second. How, no, he didn't come into the studio. That was via Skype. Oh, okay. Yeah. In fairness, he was in labour at the time. He was. His wife was. was. Obviously, he wasn't. No. Um, So, yeah, so we did a Skype with him. So, Mm. So, yes, we've um, 
we'd like to present you with this stylish yellow block T-shirt. We've got the receipt as well, if it's no good. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to be wearing it when you go home either, because obviously Canada's a very, very yeah, cold very place. Nice. There you are. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Please. We're all about self-promotion here. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Talk about promotion. You can also... Nice link. After <laughs> a yellow block T-shirt from the yellowblock.tmeal.com. And if you order before midnight on Sunday the 5th of May, you'll get free shipping. Have you ordered yours yet? They don't do Giacomo sizes, unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Yellow Block. You can follow us on Twitter at The Yellow Block, like us on Facebook, Facebook forward slash The Yellow Block, and visit our website, www.theyellowblock.net. And a huge thanks for Jason for joining us yes, th- thank today. You. Thank you. It's been a great insight. Thank you very much for having me here. It's been That's a pleasure. Right. Tune in next time, which will either be a playoff special or a season review. Let's hope a playoff special on iTunes, Spotify and Acast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.